News of the Times. History News Short. From the St. Neots Chronicle and Advertiser, 1871, violent drunken murder of his wife. At the Assizes, held at Northampton, Richard Addington had been tried for the willful murder of Mary Addington at Hollycott. The prisoner is a shoemaker by trade and lived with his wife Mary and their two children at Hollycott. He was generally of sober and industrious habits, but at times gave way to drinking when, as one of the witnesses expressed it, he seemed to lose his senses. Ordinarily, he was a good father and a kind husband, and, in fact, lived in exceptionally good terms with his wife. On the 29th of May, the prisoner attended his club feats, on which occasion it seems to have been the custom to serve drinks gratuitously to the members from 10 a.m. until 9 p.m., the dinner being held in the middle of the day. After the dinner, the prisoner stood up to make a speech, but sat down again without addressing the meeting. He went home about half-past eight in the evening when the neighbours heard angry words passing between him and his wife, and he was seen to carry her into the house. On the following morning, between ten and eleven, a neighbour saw the prisoner and his wife in the garden together and heard the wife say to him, I told you I would not come into the house. The neighbour saw the prisoner carry his wife into the house, heard an awful scream, and immediately afterwards saw the poor woman come out of the house covered with blood and stabbed in the neck, the chest and the abdomen, each wound being inflicted with such violence that death would have ensued from any one of them. The instrument used was a shoemaker's knife. The poor woman said, My husband had cut my throat. I am dying, woman. Upon which the prisoner said to her, Will you forgive me? And she replied, Yes, my dear husband, I forgive you. And died shortly afterwards. The prisoner also told another of the neighbours that he had cut his wife's throat and that she could go in and look at her. When in custody of the police, he said that he would rather die than that she would be wronged, and that he hoped they would hang him as soon as possible. There seems to have been no motive for this brutal murder, except that when drunk, the prisoner entertained feelings of jealousy towards his wife, for which there was not the slightest foundation. Several witnesses were called on the prisoner's behalf to prove that he was strange at times and fanciful, but there can be little doubt that on all the occasions he had been indulging in drink, all the witnesses, however, declared that both on the day previous to and on the morning of the occurrence he was quite sober. The learned judge summed up the case to the jury. He said that two things seemed clear, that the unfortunate deceased died from certain wounds and that these wounds were caused by the hand of the prisoner, that, moreover, there was no evidence of provocation to exculpate the prisoner or reduce 
the crime to manslaughter and that the real defence, if any, was that the prisoner was of unsound mind, but that partial unsoundness was no defence at all, and that incompetency of understanding produced by drink did not excuse a man in the eyes of the law. The question for the jury would be, did the prisoner know what he was doing at the time, and did he know that what he was doing was wrong? The jury retired to consider the verdict, and after an absence of ten minutes, returned with a willful verdict of murder. The learned judge then pronounced sentence of death upon the prisoner. You have been listening to News of the Times, and I am Robin Coles.